everybody. Welcome in. Another edition of The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazaway, alongside my partner, Clarence Black, our other partner, Rod Beard. Yeah, he's our partner. He joins us as well. Welcome into the Warren RV Storage Studios here in Farmington Hills. Give Warren RV Storage a call, 586-977-2770. They're out on East 14 Mile Road. Guess where? In Warren, Michigan. 24-hour security camera, uh, surveillance, LED-lit parking area, fenced and gated property. Uh, you can get in and out 24-7 anytime you need. A 1,000 storage sites uh, for you to park. One of the largest RV and commercial vehicle storage facilities in the area. Ask, uh, tell them Matt sent you. Ask for Roger and uh, his gang there at Warren RV Storage. Uh, thank you to them for uh, sponsoring our studio and our show. And uh, we are here uh, a day or two now. I guess it's two days that the Lakers won the NBA bubble championship. And uh, I guess... Uh, Congrats to them. Oh my God. Yes, congrats to hey, them. Hey, before we get started, hey, I, Rod. Make, hey, I want to make it I gotta make a dad. <laughs> Listen. Before we get started and you yeah. you roll into your LeBron. I'm not even LeBron hatred. I'm not even gonna roll. I listen, I got a dad, I, I got a dad confession, man. Like what do you, what do you I, got? I uh like I my one of my one of my dad one of my dad uh follows is Rod, man. Really? Yeah, man, because Rob's kids are in college and they driving and yeah. like he's so calm about it. He posting his like, you know, you know, like daughters old enough to date and Ugh. I'm like, man, Never so, so look. Never said that. Never said that. Hey, look, Never Rod is <laughs> Yeah, I, I take that back. So Rod is one of my follows, man. So I've I have i have dad follows, man. That's good. I follow you, you too. I, I I I trust me, man. I'm always looking because I you know my kids think I'm the devil. So hey, at least the girls. Did the you girls, get, did yeah. you get that little picture I sent you yesterday? Yes, from, I did. Uh, from the little league. Yes, I did. I from tossed Birmingham I, little league. I, I, I let me, let me, it. Let me read that to to Rod. Rod, you got kids that play sports? Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. Did, do they play baseball? Do they play softball. Yeah, they do. They do. Right. And how many times do the parents embarrass themselves uh, at at those games? He quite a few, yeah, quite a few. I was one of them sometimes. Hey, see, we all kind of have it in us. But here's a, I think this is in uh, Birmingham, Birmingham Little League. Let me write you first here, because otherwise it won't. Michigan won't or Alabama? Play. We got to be very clear here. <laughs> Birmingham, Michigan. Here's okay. what it says. There's this great <laughs> sign. <laughs> There's this sign on the fence at this beautiful park, at this beautiful diamond. It says, "Please remember." These are kids. This is a game. Coaches are volunteers. Umpires are human. And your child is not, in capital letters, being scouted by the Tigers today. And sunshine and rainbows for everybody! Thank you. Birmingham Little League. I love that sign. That That should be on every diamond in America. I'm going to send rocks and... I've seen some variations of that sign uh, in different places, and that's yeah. kind of the uh, – for one of the travel teams that my son played for, that was one of their mottos is that, look, if you think your kid is going to be playing major league or college baseball, this might not be the team for you. You've <laughs> got to go play somewhere else where they're they're at that level. We're just having fun. Same thing for hockey, kids that are playing hockey. The hockey parents are really crazy if you've seen them. And I'm telling you, volleyball people – my little kid, my kid, my, my daughter's 18. My other daughter's 16. They play on Lakeview's volleyball team. The mm-hmm. other day, they were in Marlette, Michigan. Marlette is, I don't know, like an hour and 15 minutes north of here. 
Mm-hmm. They had parents there from Lapeer, Almont, a bunch of cities. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say which team this came from. But my daughter, when she's on the bench, because you only, you can only play, what do they play? Six uh, on a, on, a, on a court, six or eight, yeah. six I think on a volleyball six. start. Yeah, six, so the yeah. rest of them are on the bench waiting their turn. So my daughter, when she's on the bench, she is a huge cheerleader, jumping up and down, laughing. They they dance, they have a great time, and they're good sports. And the coach, one of the assistant coaches from this other team, started taking shots at my kid. And before you know it, this is like a in, in her. She's in her twenties. This woman, like her late twenties, she wanted to, she wanted to go and and kick ass on my daughter. And one of her friends and the coach, I, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't get over this, because just because the kid is rooting for her own team, this woman was in her face. And if I was there, I just heard this from the other parents, and my daughter came home crying. If I was there, I don't yeah. even know what I would have done. Yeah, that's bad. That's yeah, cool. that, that might not have ended up so pretty. And I almost want you to tell me where this, this coach is. But it, I, that's what it's gotten to now is Lapeer. that you, you – yeah. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> is that you, you just root for yourself or you root for your team anymore. Yeah. It, it's not – rooting for your team isn't necessarily rooting against the other team. It's just trying no. to step your, your team up. Oh. And that's – that's the society that we're in now is that rooting for yourself is rooting against me and I want to fight you for it. Isn't that's, that terrible? That, that's how crazy hey, this look, is. Hey, look, man, promote, promote teamwork, enforce discipline, keep score. That's all I want. Promote teamwork, enforce discipline, keep score. Don't you want your kids on the bench to be involved in the game? Hell yeah. I get, on my, yeah. My, I, I get more upset at what I hear on the bench. Like, they're in a, they're in a 5-4 game. In the last inning, they're at they're literally they're they're down one, and I hear these idiots in there talking about like something from freaking YouTube. Yeah. And then my my but my but God bless my wife because my wife has had to explain to me my that the two words you will hear in my house on an almost hourly basis are their kids. <laughs> like my wife literally has to remind me. She'll say to me like, "They're kids." I know. Like she because I I'm all, you know. Yeah. Hey, know when I was coaching man. the 8U machine pitch softball and that which I had the best time of my life doing. I made those kids get up on that fence, watch and, and cheer for their girls, cheer for their teammates. I didn't let any of them sit on the bench, no pouting for not playing. They had to yeah. be involved in the game. That's the kind of that's what I want as a coach and a parent. It's well, see, fun. I, I, when I was helping the coach, I was saying I told parents I'm going to help your kid be the best that he can be. And he may not be a major leaguer. He may be a kid who just swings and hits the ball and it's a ground out, and that's the best that he can do. But if he never made contact at the beginning of the year, swinging and making contact is, is good for him. Damn so right it, is. It, varies, it varies per kid, and you can't guarantee anything. And your kid is going to play based on his or her talent and what they do. Right, I, get... I think that's the best you can ask. I want to get your take on LeBron. So – because that's oh, where Maz, that's going from one cry baby Maz, to another. That's where Maz was going. What I, what I want was, my respect. What was and, and, but here's the thing. What was interesting is I didn't see that coming, because I thought by this point in his career. So I learned a couple things. I want your take. What I learned is a. I'll give you a take. A he as much as he tried to downplay it, he is so got Jordan on his crosshairs, and he's tried to be polite. And this was the first time I he finally ever I think just broke down. And flat out in that bubble with nothing else going on, finally just has now got his eyes on Jordan. 
And I was also surprised by the respect things. Maz, that shocked the shit out of me. Not me. I thought at this point, 15 years in, yeah. everything he's done, Rob, what was your take on it? Because I was shocked. See, I, I took it two different ways. See, the, the respect thing, I didn't think related to Jordan. I think it was more of um, people are saying he's not great. He's not in the same echelon with Kobe or or any of these guys. I don't get into the Jordan and, and LeBron comparisons anymore because it, it's you can't win. You can't say one is greater than the other. You can say LeBron is one of the greatest players of this era or of the past 20 years or whatever yeah. time frame you want to put it That's in. That's fine. And you're going to get arguments from people. Let that be. Why can't that just be good enough that LeBron is is a four-time champion, four-time finals MVP, and just leave it there? And, and he's stoking that fire a little bit more by saying he wants his respect. Well, what is your respect? People are never going to say that yeah, you're, and, you're better than Jordan. That's just not going to happen. Well, and that's – and was it that? Because that I kept trying to figure out, like, who the hell is he talking about? I don't know. That fifteen years in, he's listened to one or two them. people. He's listened to one or two people that are out there, media people. That and he's just See, trying and I, to. He's I, trying to I, shut I don't. Up. I think this is directly the Jordan stuff. I think the I think the last dance and what the last I think the last dance might have won the Lakers the title because I think the last dance did something to him. I think the la- I think seeing that and having Jordan be oh, well, one the, of the titles, him telling I think Anthony LeBron, Davis he's signing. I with think them. LeBron watching Jordan be the topic and watching everybody's response. I think it wound him up, right? What do you? What about you? No, I, I think it, it might have been a small part of it, but I think he realizes he wants to win six titles, and I think if if this were his sixth title, he would walk away. And I think he's going to try to go for maybe two, and at least tie Jordan in that sense, but then. You got Bill Russell. You got all these other guys who have won uh, six or more titles. So, what are you chasing? Are you, Jordan is always going to be six and zero. You're never going to beat that that mark. So, the best you can do is to get to six. I think his respect is just the comparisons, and he wants to be on that same level with Jordan. He doesn't necessarily have to even be better. But you're not. You're chasing. Interesting fact, right? Bruce Lee. Bruce. So there are brands that I think have become like the brand is bigger than the athlete. So here's an example. Namath. The Namath brand will always be synonymous with the guarantee. But if you actually go back and look at his record and his stats, right. Yeah. Um, He doesn't have hall of fame numbers. Mike Ditka as a brand for that one season, 85 bears, that one season, his brand with the cigars and uh, Mm -hmm. the winning that bigger than the actual record. Bruce Lee, by all accounts, Bruce Lee didn't have more than 10 actual, like, fights, like actual person-to-person fights, and most oh. of those guys were smaller than him or older. He just so, did movies. That's but, all he's looking But at. his brand is associated with perfection and yeah. discipline. And perf- Same thing with Jordan. The last dance, we saw, okay, we know, we, we know for a fact the executive is horrible. The owner isn't much better, but the player, the player is the epitome of some this I, this perfection. Even though we know it wasn't perfect, and I think, like, I think LeBron got caught in some of that. Like, because I'm still trying to figure out, bro, who doesn't respect you, bro? I just want to say, crazy. we all have our friend, and it's Rob Parker. He's our, he's all our friend. Rob, your friend, Rod? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. he's a good friend of mine, friend of yours. I talk to him often. Well, what is this? Good fellas, is he a friend of mine or a friend I, of ours? I love, I love his ball bust. <laughs> what is it? I love how he ball busts. I mean, what is Rod? Is he a friend of, is he he's a friend, a friend of, of ours? He's a friend of ours? Yeah. Okay, so he's a made guy. Yeah, he's a made okay, guy. Okay, no, there you go. Friend, I, mean, guy. I just want to know. There you go. So, Rod... Rob loves. I mean, Rob loves to like stick him, 
And I, I love <laughs> like today he wrote, he texted me. He's like, Maz, you know, check, you know, blah blah blah. And I, and I write him back. Yeah, and he gets me going. And he gets me. Going. And I love the way he just and he sticks with it. Like Tom Brady, he's not the goat. He's the loat, the luckiest of all time. And I always go with him because I'm on the same wavelength with Rob Parker when it comes to stuff like this. And LeBron, I think that's who he goes. He goes after people like Rob. That's my my point. He goes after reporters like a Jason Whitlock, like Rob Parker, like a Skip Bayless. That That's who I think he was villain. talking to. But, and I think you got to have a villain to, to motivate you and drive you. Once you get to that level – You've got to find things to drive you from season to season, from year to year. And if Michael Jordan and Rob Parker are your your driving motivators, then more power to you. But, I mean, to me, his legacy is four, five, six, seven, or eight. If he goes to Eagles, he's still the same cat. I mean, he he lost a bunch of them. He got there a bunch of times. But he's a different type of – he's a trendsetter, and he broke the mold in terms of what a power forward could be. And what we would call a power forward, that he's out there handling the ball like a, a, a yeah, point yeah. guard now. He also he's, broke he's the mold. He's As a you different know. player than Jordan. With yeah, he is. <laughs> he's like a fullback playing in the NBA. Is basically what he is. Yeah, yeah but there, Jordan and Kobe and and nobody else is a player, the kind of player that Jordan that um, no. that LeBron is. And I think that's what he's got to lean on. And he, is he's the most versatile player that we've seen in of all of these greats that we want to talk about. Everybody else was a shooting guard or a center yeah, or correct. a point guard. You he's your all position. of those things wrapped into one. Correct. Yeah. No, there's, he's no the number, there's no number for him. He's not a number. He's just LeBron James. He's, he's the greatest. Yeah. That's it. Next to Kareem, because Kareem just – you, it, Kareem, Kareem to this day, if you put Kareem's college, high, high school, college, well, and pro you stats, you put they, they don't even, too, I, Kareem's numbers were ridiculous. Will Chamberlain. But I will say with LeBron, LeBron is is literally, arguably, the most. I don't want to call him the best, but I, I can't name when you look at his career, and you look and, and look at the fact that. You think about the guys we considered the best, and and this is where him and Wilt have this in common. Uh, I couldn't tell you who Wilt's coach was. I know who Bill Russell had. I know who Kobe had. I know who Jordan had. But when you look at LeBron to do what he and Isaiah Isaiah mentioned this. Isaiah, our Isaiah, not not little Isaiah. Well, I guess our Isaiah is little. Anyway, um, Isaiah said Zeke. like the scare. Well, Zeke said the, the craziest thing is what could he have been, Rod? Had he had the same coach, or might that have actually taken away? Is it the fact that, like, wherever LeBron, I've never seen an athlete where it's like wherever I go, the finals go. That's crazy to me. Like, that's crazy yeah. to me. I think you look at Jordan and Jordan's heyday, like, you put LeBron on the worst team in the league, that is a playoff team. If he's healthy, that's a playoff team. Yeah. I can't say that. When you think about Jordan, like Jordan's run, like those 90s well, he was with the Wizards. Sacramento team. He didn't make the Wizards but, I mean, you think about some of the horrible teams in the 90s, right? If you throw Jordan in the mix, it's not like, oh, they're going to the finals. LeBron is a – he. I mean, he literally – I've never seen anything like this in, my, in, my, in any sport where you add – it's like add gotta, LeBron championship. I got to give you that. Opportunity. Well, here's, here's, here's the thing, Clarence, is that LeBron switched teams so many times and everywhere he went – they remade the roster to suit him. Kobe yeah. and, and Jordan had to go with what was there. And whatever contracts were there, whatever cap was there, they had to remake the roster under those same circumstances. LeBron kind of cheated the code to go to Miami and to be with D-Wade and to be with Chris Bosh. When he went to L.A., 
It was, let's start to, to put these other pieces together. So, I mean, that's something that's a little bit different. I'm not going to take them down marks for that, but it wasn't with the same team. And that's what Isaiah, that's what Jordan, that's what Kobe all have. I mean, essentially during their, their heydays, it's the same team. That's because it's a different era, Rod. I mean, let's face it. You couldn't do the things that LeBron is able to do now because, let's face it, he's the commissioner, he's the general manager of a team, he's the owner of a team, yeah. he's the coach of a team, and he goes out and he puts the talent together. You can't do that back in the, in the old days. You had to play with what team you went to. That was the exactly. team you went exactly. to. Jack McCloskey was making the deals here, not, not LeBron James. Now LeBron James is allowed to do whatever the hell he wants, and that's what I hate about today's game. Yeah, and Isaiah could could put his his word in and say, "Hey, we want to go get yeah. Mark McGuire," and and that sort of thing. But that was one player. It Correct. wasn't sort of this is who we're drafting. This this is what we're doing with everything. This is the coach I want. That those things didn't happen. To your point, now Mark McGuire when he came here, and I I know who they traded for him. I just can't think of his name. Adrian. Right now. <laughs> if Dantley Definitely. stays here, Definitely. don't you think they still win? No, nope, no. No. no, 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 no. Adrian Dantley no. couldn't guard. He couldn't guard. He couldn't guard Rod. He couldn't guard you. Yeah, yeah. but they had okay. they no, had other players no. on the team, huh? He was still a great scorer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. Chuck Chuck Daly kept having to figure out what to do in defensive situations. It's it's it is almost equivalent. I'm trying to think of who would be who would be a good. Would it be Luca? It's almost like or Harden. You almost it's like James Harden has to score to forty. To make up for his man's twenty-five. Yeah, it's something like that because Dantley. It, I think it was a chemistry thing, though, because Dantley yeah. didn't like Isaiah either. Right. And it, from a chemistry standpoint, you had yeah. to get him out of here, okay, in order to make it all work. All right, I wasn't here back in those days, but I was rooting for the bad boys back in Jersey because you know the Knicks weren't going anywhere, the Nets <laughs> can't win. So I was rooting for the Pistons. I liked the way they played. Believe it or not, I liked when they walked off the court. I know that's probably not a most popular opinion, but I dug it. I just liked their bravado, and uh, I rooted for it. Rod Beard joins us, Detroit News, uh, Clarence Black, Tom Mazaway on the wrap. Rod, so let's close out the NBA season by bringing it back to our Pistons. By far, obviously, LeBron and AD, man, they were front runners. The Lakers were supposed to win it, did what they were supposed to do under crazy circumstances, got it. But the story, obviously, was the, the Heat and what the Heat was able to become in a short amount of time after losing LeBron. And Jimmy Butler just so firmly embedded into that identity. The, the question that I and I think most Piston fans have looking at that is, is who out there do you see as our Jimmy Butler? Who can, who can be, as you look around this league, Derek Rose. who can be that, that, that person that comes here Almost kind of the way, like you know, the 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 chant, like the the going to work Pistons were more of a group, but with Miami, it's just Jimmy Butler. Lit, and, and granted, they got Bam, but Jimmy Butler firmly, firmly put his stamp on the culture. Who is that? Who is who is that? And who can be that for us, man? It, it's I would say Blake Griffin, but he doesn't imprint that, and he doesn't command the room the no. same way. That Jimmy does. He doesn't have that attitude of of pounding the table and saying, "This is this is we're going to win this game, and I'm going to help us win this game and make us win this game." It, there are only a few of those guys out there in the league. I mean, you got your Dame Lillards, you got your Jimmys, um, LeBron. Obviously, there just aren't a ton more guys out there. That's that's maybe Giannis's uh, weakest point is that he's not a 
I'm going out here and I'm going to win this doggone game. You're not going to stop me. You're not going to stop us. Everybody get on my back. If he gets that, that's where Milwaukee starts to be that contending team that can really get to the finals and make some noise. He just doesn't have that yet. All right, I, don't Phillip, I don't know where the Pistons go. Fill us in now. The draft is when? And the Pistons November pick 18th. what? The, what is it? November 18th. November Pistons 18th. Pick seventh. Pistons pick 7th. Who, who helps this team the most out there? Uh, I like uh, Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State point guard, 6'5 point guard. Yeah. Um, if not, then um, you get Killian Hayes as your next best thing. It has to be a point guard because Derrick Rose is on the last year of his contract, and you don't have another pure point guard on your roster at all. So you know people are going to ask that question because of where we are. They're going to ask the Cassius Winston question. And we've already, we've already, feel like we've already seen this. I don't want Mateen Cleaves 2.0. No disrespect to Cassius. Right. But, I mean, what do you see as his possible upside, Rod? That he just wins. And I've always said, and general managers and scouts will tell you, you have to have an NBA skill in order to succeed in this league. And you run faster, you jump higher, you shoot better. You have to do something better. And that's why he's projected as more of a second-round guy than a first-round guy. And when you think about Trey Burke, when, when he came out, what was his NBA trait? What was his thing that he did better than anybody else? There wasn't one particular thing. He wasn't the biggest, the fastest, the strongest, the anything. He just knew how to win, and he was gritty. Yeah. That's why he stuck around in the league as long as he has, and that's what Cassius Winston is going to have to do himself. Free agency, uh, when does that get opened, and how much money does the Pistons have to spend, and do you see any free agencies, any free agents coming here to Detroit? December 1st, so it'll be a couple weeks after the draft, and they have about $28, $30 million after they decide what that cap number is going to be, and no, I don't see any free agents that are coming here that are going to make this uh, a quick turnaround, and I wouldn't spend all of that cap money anyway next summer or next free agency, whenever that's going to be is going to be a better crop of people that if you it's just like Miami was you got to get things ready before you bring in your Jimmy Butler and going out and getting a Fred Van Bleet right now just doesn't do you any good so I wouldn't spend it on a five-year four-year contract for some guy who is going to be a, a star but you don't have the other pieces around him just yet they need to start this from the very beginning cultivate some of their young talent hope Luke Kennard becomes what they thought he could be and um Sekou Dumbuya, hopefully they can get some development this year and then next year try to make a bigger jump in free agency. Are they going to keep like, Are they gonna keep Wood? Is Wood coming here or is he, is he gone? It just depends on the number. If another team like your Knicks might come out here and, and offer him a little bit oh, more, geez, the um, there's, a, there's a number that the Pistons can probably afford for him, and I'm going to say it's maybe $12 million. If that number gets up to $15 million, it's, it's I'd sign be tough him. for them to try I'd him. sign him for fifteen million. Troy Weaver. He's, al- he's already one of your guys. Why not keep one of your guys that you developed? Right, and I think that's that's the storyline that they have to follow along with. Because what does that tell the rest of your guys? You you start off as the sixteenth guy. Yeah. You make the roster, and you end the season as one of the best players, and yes. the team doesn't want to pay. No, that's you got to pay for it. You got to pay for it. You got to you got to do it. You got to do it, he, but you can't spend all your capital on it. I understand but, that. But I think you don't do it for this reason. Well, if, this is the caveat. That kid played, man. But the thing I like, and again, I go back to the Heat. I would say every single player on that roster gets the Riley thumbs up. And I think that's mm-hmm. that's it. It's it's This team 
is more in the image of Pat Riley than it is Eric Spolster. Which I think is awesome. I think Spo is cool with it. I mean, I think they they have an understanding, but I think Riley's like, look, this is this is what I want. Yeah. To that end, Rod Troy Weaver. I hope he's Pat Riley. Are we gonna Are two. we going to eventually end up with a team that looks a lot more like OKC, or what do you think this team will? I mean, how do you just if it, in a perfect world, what would this look like for Troy Weaver? I think he. I think with Troy Weaver, he wants it to look like the going to work Pistons. Is that there? There may not be one singular star, but just a bunch of hardworking cats. And I think he, he can look at you know, at um, Miami and say that's the type of team that he wants to have with your Duncan Robinson that you developed out of nowhere, your Tyler Hero that you drafted. He became a guy. Kendrick Nunn became a guy. And then you just sprinkle the other pieces around it, and you get the Jimmy Butler when the timing is right. You just have to develop it and build it in a certain way, and that's there at the beginning stages of that. Hey, we got plenty more to talk about. Rod sticking around for show number two. We got to talk Lions too. I mean, Terry Bradshaw comes out with a whatever one's thinking here in Detroit. He says on Sunday's Fox pregame show. We're going to talk about that. Baseball's going on. Uh, this is great, man. I'm, uh, you watch the sports all day long. This this bubble's turning out to be all right, man. Uh, by the way, the NFL said we might have a bubble in the playoffs. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more coming up. Right here on The Wrap. Thanks to David B. and Kelsey behind the glass. Stevie Mack helping us put the show together. Rod Beard, Clarence Black. I'm Tom Mazaway for The Wrap here on NRM Streamcast. Keep it, keep it right here and keep listening.